Merry Giraffesmas. Merry Giraffesmas to all. Yeah. To all a good night. All a good Giraffesmas. Yeah. These books were both super short. I have maybe like four notes in total on the two. I know, but I, I have like a lot of notes for Nightman though, so it's, I think it'll even out. But yeah, the books were short. Big plus. Definitely. All right, you ready to get this Giraffe Smith special on the tracks? I'm ready. Let's get this Polar Dude, Express polar on the tracks. Fuck you. God damn it. We'll play. <laughs> I wanted that. Welcome everyone to Giraffes Have Black Tongues, a.k.a. Night Talk. I am Dave. And I'm Donnie. This week we are talking about Giraffesmas books. Um, so we've got, I have to make sure I say the words in order, Extreme Super Christmas Special and Wormwood Gentleman Corpse Christmas Special. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Did you watch that one? I did. All right, cool. That one, that Christmas special, and Nightman, Love and Death, which was a uh, Christmassy enough. It was a good episode. So it's a it's it's Giraffesmas for sure. Should we do Giraffesmas books or Nightman first? What do you want to do? I mean, we normally do Nightman, but yeah, we could switch it up. Let's switch it up. Giraffesmas miracle. Yeah, Giraffesmas. Speaking of Giraffesmas. <laughs> This one is an extreme super Christmas special, Giraffe Smith special. Uh, I only have one note on this book. <laughs> it was like one issue. This is like an image comics thing. And it's about like some troll guy who looks like like an old man. Like He looks like Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very Wolverine. It's <laughs> the, he has the same hair and everything. He's I, very, very sh- much. He's shorter than Wolverine. and. I mean, this thing was done by Rob Liefeld, who uh, is probably most famous for his run on the X-Men before he left to go to Image, so... Oh, okay. So that, that could be either. where he was drawing inspiration from there. Okay. That was the fun part. I mean, this is like a little... It's like a cartoon little guy for Wolverine, which is which is great. But then the rest of it kind of sucks. It's just like, because of a magic thing, he has to collect all the... The shit from the Twelve Days of Christmas songs, and I, I, I hate that storyline. It's so annoying. It's like, well, how how am I going to get all these uh, ladies milking and all these lords? Like, how do you get that many people? This is this is undoable. How can I do this? The song is unreasonable. And like, I get the joke, and I wasn't thrilled about it. How about you? I don't know that song. Like, I know of it. I don't know any of the lyrics to it. Other than a partridge in a pear tree. But yeah, it was like 90% birds that he just had to go around the world to collect. Yeah, and then like to... a couple of ladies and cows in Sweden or something. Right. This is a terrible idea for a, a story. Fuck that song, first of all. Fuck the book based on that song. Um, That's so boring. I agree, yeah. I didn't even know it was a book, but yeah, I hate all of it. I was in well, this, this was the book I'm referring to. Oh, got it. Yeah, fuck this. When book, I say for book, sure. I, I always mean the comic book that we are talking okay, about. Got I don't it. mean like a real like go to the library to pick out a novella or a some no shit. No picture book. Yeah, those aren't even books in my yeah, opinion. Really. 
when I went to Australia, it was during Christmas time and we were driving. Um, it must have been on Christmas because I got a speeding ticket on Christmas that year because I was fucking cunts. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's you, you switch from like miles to kilometers. It's like hard to feel it out, you know, so you go like 20 kilometers over the speed limit and they don't have that five over thing there. So it's like I don't know how fast I'm like allowed to go. But yeah, I got a ticket. I never paid it. So I'm an outlaw. And I, I'm sure I've talked about that before. Um, oh yeah, I think you did. I'm sure I have. But anyway, we were we were driving, and on the radio, we we just turned on the radio to see what it's like there, and um, it's just like an Irishman who's talking about how he has to get all the gifts from this song and how unreasonable it is and how much stress it causes him, and it's just like a spoken word thing. And I really hated that too. Like I just I fucking hate the Twelve Days of Christmas songs. This is like um shit tier Christmas song for real. I think I'd rather hear the mariah carey one that everyone hates on that one's I all mean, right mariah carey and uh run dmc that's like the only two acceptable christmas songs aren't yeah they? yeah like, is there anything else that's remotely decent i've never heard this speaking of irish people but i've never heard this song before this year um it's called like a fairy tale or folklore of new york or something and it's about like an irish couple that hate each other and they call each other slurs and then they go to church oh. for christmas it's awesome. They say the F slur in it. Good. They say cunt. So it's like, I've never heard it. Oh, apparently it's my wife, easily my new yeah, favorite so Christmas a great song. Are you kidding? You have to hear that. It's like some guy calling his wife a cunt and then his wife calls him the F slur and then they hear the church Christmas bells and then they go to church. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, this is called the what? The folklore of Christmas? Folklore or, or something like that. Yeah. Folklore of dra- or fairy tale or something of New York. We're going to have to research this one. It's this one's pretty, my new it's favorite. It's pretty good, yeah. I'm like, oh my, this the, the language. It's like calling his wife a slut. It's awesome. It's pretty good. The second you you had me a cunt. <laughs> yeah, the second yeah, you I mentioned mean, cunt is in this song, I don't I'm need to sell it anymore. In. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's a good Christmas song. Fuck this Christmas song. Now that comic, I want to read. I want to read that one too. <laughs> Just like a guy beating his wife and drinking, and then he has to go to church and they have to pretend to like each other or something. <laughs> it's pretty good man all right um anything else about this book that's all i had i wasn't a fan uh yeah okay so my two notes cersei at the very beginning uh, a character named cersei pops up and surprises the troll and explains the whole fucking stupid situation to her but she says that she used up all of her magics on that spell why did she pluralize the word magic? I don't know. That that was odd to me. And uh when he's there's some part of that song about like Canadian birds and the little troll guys at the Canadian border and behind the guy that he wasn't a Mountie, but he was like the border patrol guy. Behind him on a little shed there's a uh, poster of Smokey the Bear. Uh, say, and, uh, if that old Mitch Hedberg joke is to be believed, Smokey the Bear is only the anti-forest fire mascot here in America, so why the fuck would Canada have, like, a poster of him on their border? Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Maybe they just shared him. I don't know. Canadian listeners, tweet us at giraffes, HBT, yeah. pod, or whatever our Twitter is. Let us know. Do you guys follow Smokey the Bear? Yeah, do you know Sister this? Fear, do you did not set forest fires up there? Are you aware of this Christmas lore? 
Like uh, a quarter head, a quarter of that Hedberg joke. It's Smacky the Frog over in England. So, oh, hmm. I don't know. Does Canada share Smokey the Bear? They Smacky the Frog kind of people. They have like a moose character. I would want a moose character if I was Canadian myself. I would think it's a moose. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because those are badass and terrifying monster animals. Yeah, they look more like reindeer too. So they're more giraffes, Missy. They're like roided out, like yoked reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would listen. Yeah, I would are. listen to whatever the fuck that mascot says. Yeah. Anyway, Mitch Hedberg was fucking great. Everyone go listen to some Mitch Hedberg. Merry Gerasmus. Yeah. That's my gift to you all. Yep. Merry Gerasmus. It's better than Extreme Super Christmas Special. Um, we said the word cunt, though, and uh, speaking of words like cunt, they say twat in Wormwood Gentleman. Fuck you. That was my only note Christmas for that book, special. you dick. <laughs> yeah, before <laughs> even talking about it. <laughs> no, like, holy shit. Fuck yeah. He called her, he referred to him as twats. Yeah, that's a twat. All right, moving on. <laughs> so That's all there is to say, really, about that. So I mean, this like Wormwood a, guy is supposed to be like a lawyer for the dead or something. That's, but I'm. That's the I don't impression know. I get because like he's some like a random worm. like Christmas elf is like, "Hey, Santa's dead. I need your help because his bookies are still trying to murder all of us elves." And then he goes and sorts some like legal mumbo jumbo out with the uh, Saturn and makes him stop fucking barnyard animals and become the new Santa Claus. And then he refers to those bad guy elves as twats, and I got a kick out of that. Yeah, it was fucking boring. It's about the size of it, yeah. I liked it better than the other one, though. Was the, oh, was a thousand based times a better than that last yeah. one? Wormwood is a, he's a worm, right? And he possesses corpses, and then he's a British gentleman, or whatever. Oh, that would have made sense. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it makes, yeah. I didn't pick up on that. He possesses Santa. Yeah, I, I saw that, but I didn't realize he was just like a worm who just like rode. Yeah, it makes way more sense that way. Santa. I guess he prefers the one corpse though, because he went back to it after he uh, got the barnyard animal fucking version of Santa Saturn. Claus. Yeah, which is cool. That's a cooler Santa Claus. I like that idea better that he bangs the reindeer. It's funny. But yeah, this whole book was just like capitalism bad. Uh, that was that's about the size of it. Capitalism bad, you twats. Christmas animal fucking. And that's the whole yeah, book. Yeah, he was. He was super British. He was, to yeah. Extreme. You could tell he's a gentleman because he calls people twats. Right. Yeah. Well, like British gentlemen is a. I think that's a facade. You know, they're not. It's just the way they talk, and it sounds gentlemanly but like they're all degenerates over there it's a fact i mean he was kind of a cunt to that elf he kept fucking up his name every single time he, he would talk to him and blown him off he did seem very affluent too and he had he's like shitting all over capitalism it's like he seemed like a rich guy i don't know why you're so pissed about them like monetizing christmas i guess and you know doing slave labor with the elves to save money that that's all I got though. What <laughs> anything else? Uh, nope. I covered them all. Uh, that twat, that twat one was my favorite though. That's what that's what won me over in the end. 
What's that? Twat. Fuck yeah. I was yeah. heading towards like a half a star rating. And then out of nowhere, he just drops twat into the uh, book. And I'm like, all right. Five stars. One star. <laughs> one star. Five. They say twat. I got, yeah, half a point. Yeah. All right. Speaking of twats, let's talk about those twats in Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Just plowing through these. <laughs> what do you what do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, I did not enjoy this at all. No, fuck no. It was funny. Yep. I don't know. It wasn't as as bad. I liked that it was like forty five minutes. Everything was short this week. I do like that. So it's like a forty five minute special and i i kind of like how they have chris pratt in it but you can tell that chris pratt was like i'll be in it but i'm not remembering any lines and he's just like ad-libbing he's just like oh you guys and like looking there's a lot of shots like long shots of him just like looking around in awe at the christmas decorations but not not really in awe he's just kind of like looking at it with his mouth open (laughs) It's, it's not really he's like not he's really phoning it in in this it's pretty funny so i like that part I've never seen anything that Dave Bautista has done where he hasn't been like a ultra jacked monster good guy or bad guy either way. But like he's wearing a fucking sweater and a hoodie all throughout this movie. So I'm wondering <laughs> yeah. like was he like in something recently where he had to put on some weight or something and he was embarrassed about it cuz like why the fuck is Drax suddenly wearing like t-shirts now? Well it's it's Christmas sweater, right? Wasn't it wasn't it a- Christmas That's sweater. That's what he was at the after they kidnapped Kevin Bacon, but before that he's wearing like a, a full-on hoodie and jacket combo. Like, what the fuck? It's not Drax. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Bacon in this too. It's like, I don't know. I don't I don't give a shit about the 80s nostalgia. Wait, why is Kevin Bacon considered 80s nostalgia? But they were referencing like 80s movies, right? Like Grease. Well, it's because that's when Star Lord was saying kid was kidnapped for sex trafficking yeah but i still don't but, like uh, it so he only remembers footloose footloose i mean that's like kevin bacon is still talking about like shit from like nowadays like he even references like modern day batman like the christian bale one i guess i don't know wait what has kevin bacon done besides this recently just this I, i'm trying to is think it... of the last time i saw him in something like, as far as, like, a mainstream thing, like, the last thing I can remember was that Fox show that ran for, like, three years, the following, where he was, like, that cop, and he was chasing down that murderer guy. I don't know. That show was okay for a minute. It had it had Dot, the sister from uh, the Tick Amazon show, was on it, too. Wait, which and, show was uh, this? Sorry, you Silas from Weeds. Oh, that, that show called The Following. Oh, yeah. That I ran for like two one. years. Yeah. I remember that. But that's like the main, last mainstream thing I can remember. I know he's he's recently been touring a lot as the Bacon Brothers band because they just came to the Kent stage over the summer. I remember that. Whoa. They're really doing doing well for themselves. Big things. Oh, yeah. yeah. The last mainstream movie he did, the X-Men one, where he played Sebastian Shaw. Uh, fucking terrible like the the first of those like new class ones i don't know he's been like in a lot of stuff i'm just looking at imdb but i don't recognize any of it most recent thing he did this but beyond that there was um city on a hill he did that for three years i don't know what that is oh okay i think that was like a that was like hbo or showtime kind of drama oh uh, yeah it? showtime yeah okay 
I guess that's what he's doing. Good job, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, I guess the other thing, I don't, why is Mantis suddenly Star-Lord's sister? I don't remember them doing that. Yeah, I didn't understand that. That yeah, came that, out of really fucking nowhere. <laughs> it did seem that way. Speaking of Mantis, it's the first time they gave her like more than two lines of dialogue in anything. Um, when they first get to Kevin Bacon's house, and they're trying to scale his wall, she tells Drax to throw her over, and he does, and then she immediately bitches at him and complains because she wasn't ready for him to throw her. And then, like, when they're chasing Kevin Bacon down the streets, they are both easily jumping yeah. and leaping all high and, like, effortlessly over every single, like, backyard wall. So, like, why would she be such a cunt to Drax when she could easily just leap up there herself, no problems, whenever the fuck she was ready to, but instead she has Drax for help, and he obliges, and then she just bitches at him. What an asshole. Yeah, she is kind of an asshole for that. The show, the show opened up with this, like, alien cantina oh. band. It's the old 97s. That was cool. They just came and played uh, House of Blues in September, and I got to meet those guys and talk to them for a couple minutes, like, before the show started. They were nice. Oh, that was cool. cool. Yeah. So, they also played a Smashing Pumpkins Drasmus song, which I, I'm not familiar with, but that was cool, too. I guess there, there there's another Drasmus playlist song right there. Yeah, for sure. Kevin Bacon calls the cops, and they come to help him out, and Drax just flips a cop car, and Mantis is all worried. She's like, you can't kill cops, but I mean, Drax is a superhero. He should be killing all cops. All cops are bad and evil and terrible people. They should all fucking die. Drax is making himself the number one superhero by killing them. Yeah, they were assaulting police officers in this, so that's another big plus. I do like that. So Drax is kind of cool because he, like, doesn't give a shit about police. Yeah, the only good cop is a dead cop. He understands that, I'm sure. Yeah. So, alright, so here's another problem I have with this, and this is my main issue with this stupid fucking movie. So, when they first get to Earth, uh, the two of them are acting all confused, and they're like, oh, is Kevin Bacon the leader of Earth, or whatever the fuck they're saying? And uh, they've both Drax is a human. I don't understand why we're pretending like he wouldn't know anything about the planet fucking Earth. He's a fucking human being. Um, Drax is? Yeah. I thought he was an alien or something. No. He's got he's got the body of an alien. He was transformed into an alien. But no, he's a regular human being named Arthur Douglas. I didn't Just know that. a regular fucking dude. Yeah. Well, Dave Batista is a human, but... Even ignoring that, they were both just on Earth, whatever that fucking Thanos movie was, two years ago. So they're aware that, like, Kevin Bacon wouldn't be the leader of Earth. They didn't answer to him. If anything, I would have, like, accepted if they believed that, like, Steve Rogers or Iron Man were the leaders of Earth, or T'Challa even, since they were in Wakanda when they showed up. So, like, I would have accepted if they somehow thought, like, one of those three were the leaders of Earth. This stupid fucking line about Kevin Bacon being the ruler of Earth is fucking pissing me off. Like, there's no reason to make them this fucking retardedly dumbed down. It's fucking stupid. It's lazy. It's funny. It's not funny. It's, it's trying to be funny. It's trying to be funny and failing terribly. I like how they're stealing the Christmas decorations. That's fun. That was fun. I like how much money they made taking pictures with people. 
And then they very responsibly blew it all on uh, shots of liquor. That was fun. Uh, yeah, that is fun. They both got they both got over their drunken stupors instantly, which was odd. Oh yeah, they did. Like they're both pass out drunk, sitting on the uh, sidewalk, and then the second someone says like, "Oh, I know where Kevin Bacon lives," according to this map, they're both immediately sober as could be. Well, I mean, maybe they process alcohol better because they're aliens. I suppose. Or they're kind of like aliens. Why'd the collector sell nowhere to them? And then, like, how the fuck did they possibly afford an entire planet? I was weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they're where they're at. Yeah, that is weird. Also, Rocket was not really in there, so I guess they didn't want to pay whatever his name is, Bradley Bradley Cooper, right? Is that who that is? Yeah. yeah he's I mean, don't you probably pay him for the appearance, not for, like, how many lines he has? Yeah, but he works. wasn't really in there. Was, did he say anything? Same. Wait, yeah, he was, talked to Cosmo okay. for a little bit. Oh, all right. No, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Same with Groot. He wasn't really in it either. <laughs> They're not paying Vin Diesel. She had like one one line, I think. Yeah, they gotta not be really bringing him in that much, right? They probably just reused whatever. Probably just had like an afternoon of him saying "I am Groot" different ways, like whenever that first one came. I out. would imagine it's all on files somewhere at the yeah. Disney headquarters computer. It's they can just pull them up whenever they need. I wouldn't have them re-record anything. No, for any of these movies. Yeah, just pitch it down a little bit for his. Yeah, also he's all buff now. Groot, by the way. I don't know when that happened, but... Alright, anything else about this? I don't have anything else. Uh... Nope. Alright. So, good Giraffesmith special. Get in the Giraffesmith Pass spirit. on this. This was no Werewolf by Night. <laughs> I, I like this better than Werewolf by Night, for sure. What? I was I thought Werewolf, oh, no. Werewolf by, oh. by Night was shitty. I didn't like it. Oh, I love that one. I fucking thought this was garbage. Okay, well, I... I'm the opposite. I guess I wouldn't say love, but I didn't hate this one that much. But speaking of something that I do love, let's move on to... I talk. I thought you were going to go with the actual episode title, Love and Death, and use that. Uh, love and Death, yeah. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> well done. Not, it wasn't Jurassic themed, but it was. It, this is more like tax season themed. So, like, we probably should have watched this in like April or something and Wait. match it up. Like, oh, okay, okay, because of New Raleigh and the Auditor. Okay, I've, I could remember I've, what you were talking about. I've come around on New Raleigh after this episode. I think maybe he, I might like him more than um, old Raleigh now because of this because, tax situation. <laughs> because this one takes advantage of a drunk woman. Yeah, it was awesome. The, first of all, anytime there is a black woman in Nightman, Raleigh is going to bang her. That's the theme here. Like, Raleigh's all stressed out about his taxes. So, like, first of all, I'm like, okay, base, he's trying to, like, evade taxes and there's, like, an auditor coming. But he shouldn't have been that worried because he's apparently, like, so amazing at taxes that the hot female auditor, whose nickname is The Assassin, like went over his tax documents and they were so well kept that it like got her like super horny. And then she ended up banging him. Like this is the sexiest tax auditing scene I've ever seen. 
this is this is really good like if you want good examples of tax auditing scenes that'll that you'll be hard during like this is the one this is a good one yeah a tax auditing scene to jerk off to here you go i never yeah i never thought i'd say it but here it is it was this is like this is like the best b story of this whole series i think just like raleigh trying to get through his tax audit (laughs) i thought he was like hiding shit but he's i don't know what he was so worried about in the beginning it's kind of like a plot hole like or maybe he's so good at hiding it that uh, the woman just didn't do that or maybe johnny dominoed her with that long island iced tea that she wanted like i like how earlier in the episode he just has the hostess waitress girl helping him with them like yeah, when he first start when he first catches wind that like the assassin is coming at some point in time. Yeah. Like he just has the fucking little uh waiter girl just help him out with all the paperwork. <laughs> that was weird. So maybe really so have... maybe she's the one who deserves credit. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Could be. But yeah, that was pretty funny though. I I love yeah, speaking of uh Johnny Dominoing uh the assassin, I love that this episode, Johnny Domino finally like proposes a date to Briani, <laughs> and his big fucking plan for this big romantic date is to just bring her to the fucking House of Soul so he can just do Johnny Domino their drinks and cop their uh, meals on the restaurant. That's fucking class act right that, there. That is classy. It's like, yeah, let's just uh, let's go on a date to uh, let's just go to House of Soul and all that. Uh, we'll eat for free. I don't have to tip anybody and <laughs> get free drinks. And then we'll go to that new bar that my buddy is playing at or whatever the fuck that they never made it to. <laughs> that was awesome. I did love that choice of him being like, oh, yeah, let's House of Soul. Let's go there. Those assholes at the House of Soul, too. He's like having dinner and they're like, yeah. oh, Johnny Domino's in the house. Let's uh, why don't you come up and play a couple songs? It's like, you guys are total dicks. But also yeah, the- his name is on the marquee still. So we're like, oh, of course. I mean, I guess they just. Yeah. This is just a typical, like, Tuesday night. Like, yeah, they're not taking down or changing the marquee just because it's his one night off a week. Yeah, true. But yeah, that's kind of a dick move. The the main singer girl is back, the one that turned racist in the other episode. I think this girl is, like, of all the singers, she's the one that's been in the most episodes, but it was a complete cunt move to, like, hey, Johnny, you're here on your one day off. You want to come up and play with us? It's like, I'm on a date, asshole. Like, I'm trying to roofie this girl. Trying to get my dick wet. Fuck, Fuck. off. Maybe she's just jealous or something. She's trying to, like, ruin his date. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. The song they sang before they forced Johnny to play with them, though, uh-huh. uh, that My Heart, As Soon As I Find My Heart Again song, I thought that song was fucking amazing, too. They've been on fire with these background, like, nothing songs in the backdrop. I've loved the last, like, couple of them. Yeah, they played that, like, Hot Spots in the Sun song again, too. That was fun. They're really well, reusing because, the songs. That's because it was 104 in Bay City during this episode. And uh, Nancy even says that there's a brownout going on. Yeah, they said, like, city services are busy with the brownout situation. And they can't come and fix the AC or something. So I guess they're just browning out over there. Crazy. Yeah. They're really partying hard. And so I guess there's a lot going on in this episode too. This one guy gets out of jail who uh, beat the shit out of Variety when she was younger and had like a short haircut. 
And then he also has her picture in his jail cell that he's been staring at and obsessing over for however long he was in there. Um, four years, they said. Oh, it's just four years? Okay, I thought it was longer so, than that. I thought this guy was Slade making a return. Like, they first show him like he's doing a split-legged push-up. Yeah, he's doing more of Like, that. the one-armed ones. And he's got the bald head with the little goatee. So I thought it was that Slade guy from a couple episodes ago. I was like, what do you mean four years? This guy just went to jail like six episodes ago. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it's a completely different guy whose name is Kane. Right. The split legs push-ups. I mean, this is the second time we're seeing it. I mean, I, I think I need to look into this. Is this how you get like jacked? Maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Seems like everyone's Definitely doing how you it. get both. Yeah. And, but also that guy later on, he gets out of jail and he like, who did, who did he do? He like strangled somebody. Um, just I forget a random who it was. In a park. Oh, just a random jogger. Right. And <laughs> and just, he takes his wallet just so he can buy his new gun and car. Right. But like when he and gets that weight. guy and like starts strangling him, he's like, you, you could tell that he's like sinking down, like getting into the splits position to like get lower and get that guy in the ground with his like uh neck around or the the rope around his neck so like he's actually like putting the the splits to use in this it was awesome so i really gotta start practicing this yeah you can choke random joggers with the greatest v's now right (laughs) once you master that yeah oh yeah and speaking of the heat thing johnny domino is like talking to raleigh about global warming and raleigh is like so like irritated by this it's like i don't give a shit about global warming there's a fucking tax auditor coming but i like that on johnny domino is like suddenly a environmentalist guy like driving his i i, I can't imagine the prowler is a super green car to drive the nightmobile runs on uh energy or oil or whatever the fuck diesel yeah that's what i thought <laughs> yeah whatever the bad one is yeah and i like how that uh how kane like puts on this this wig and stuff uh just so like just so later he can uh reveal himself to variety by like dramatically taking off the wig and like throwing it on the ground that was awesome it's like there's no real point to the wig i guess i mean i guess he was bald before maybe that's why but still it was a good reveal i mean the disguise worked perfectly he went into the police station right across the way from Variety and kept staring at her the entire time as she never pieced it together that that was him. Okay, so yeah, great disguise. Kane wants to kill Variety, um, so he's like waiting for her in the parking garage, and then Johnny Domino picks her up in the Prowler, and he's like pissed that he wasn't able to get the shot. Right. But he's pissed that he he couldn't get the shot, so he just turns around and shoots out a cop car window, (laughs) so I like that. It's Violence against cop cars a lot of these <laughs> things we're watching. It shows that how not great of uh, cooling down and uh, taking the loss he is. Right. He overreacts droves the most dramatically of anyone ever. Yeah. Cool guy. Oh, before uh, the the date, Variety is in her office and she like pulls out Johnny Domino's album. So we get to see the album cover for the first time. So, I like that album cover. And she's so, like about to like flicker bean in her office, like listening to it. And she's like really turned on by this album. I love how cheap it is too. Yeah. Like it's clearly just a, a scanned photo of uh, 
Johnny Domino, and then when she shows the CD, it's clearly just a blank CD that they burned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They put forth zero effort into, like, masking that at all. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that. Maybe maybe it's an unreleased demo of uh, Johnny Domino Passions. Ooh, yeah. I I mean, what a great album title. Yeah. Please please call to the episode Passions. Johnny Domino's Passions. passions. <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs> oh, going back to that uh I, tax. So wait, wait, speaking of that, speaking of that. So uh Nance walks into her office and like drops off her dry cleaning while she's listening to the uh the C D. And he takes he takes a minute and he pauses. He's like, Hey, is that Johnny Domino maybe? As if it would be any other, like, shitty local jazz musician that she's just in there masturbating to. <laughs> it's like, of course it's Johnny Domino. Fuck are you thinking, Nance? You know <laughs> the answer already. You know it is, so why, why do you even ask? Oh, and then, going back to the taxes, uh, there's a couple of other notes I had about that. The assassin says dancing is just vertical sex, which I think, like, you can you can have sex standing up, right? Like, what's not Not really. Yeah. But I guess she kept calling Raleigh Raul because that turned her on more. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. She's like, fuck me on these uh, these Q4 reports, Ra- Raul, right here on the deductions page. But yeah, funny stuff. I love that text thing. That lady had somehow never heard of or tried a Long Island iced tea before. Yeah. Are we supposed to believe she didn't know that they contain alcohol in them? I think she did not know that. Yes. And like we see her take a sip and then immediately she's just fucking blackout drunk as could be. Like maybe, maybe she's a recovering alcoholic and she's trying to play it off. And then the second she got that sweet, sweet alcohol nectar taste back on her lips. Yeah. She just went hog wild again. And Fuck that's yeah. why she started fucking Raleigh on well, the taxes. And Raleigh even exchange glasses. Ooh, they do. It's a very sexy exchange. Yeah, new Raleigh is really getting way more ass than old Raleigh ever did. Well, that's because old Raleigh was always getting cock-blocked by the little kids stealing the fucking jumping... Oh, wait, no, oh, that yeah. was new Raleigh, too. Fuck, no, it wasn't. Wait. That was this season. Oh, that yeah, that Knight. was, uh... Yeah, you're right. That was the season. Right. Fuck. So, yeah, okay. new Raleigh. All day. I think new Raleigh, you, new Raleigh was banging, um... It was the other black episode where they go and eat ribs and then there's a drive-by and then like that was basketball that one was season one yeah that was that was when old raleigh was substitute teaching for a day oh yeah that's right yeah a lot of odd jobs he's doing it's hard out there (laughs) i I have a note on here where they're talk when they first start talking about how he has to be repaired for an auditor's visit like jesus christ both Raleigh's jobs have fallen so fucking far from being government scientists creating superhero costumes to now just fucking worrying about like the day-to-day hustle of running a fucking jazz club. <laughs> it's more exciting, the jazz club. A lot goes on. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, and like uh, Kane finally catches up to Variety at the jazz club, and then Variety is like telling Johnny like. Oh, I gotta go to work. This is a a guy who works here, and Johnny like obviously has the evil thoughts thing. But Johnny comes out as Nightman and saves her, and like beats the shit out of Kane. And he's like, uh, "You're." He says he says to Kane like, "You'll never hurt another woman again." Um, after he like throws him into a wall, 
And I thought he was going to like pick him up and like break his back over his knee or something. It, like the way he delivered that, you, you, you need a Bane after that delivery. But unless like, unless he's already dead, is Kane dead? I think he killed him, right? I don't know, because when he threw him against that like it's pretty hard. graded uh, wall, it yeah. did leave an imprint of his <laughs> body in it. Yeah. It was hard. So yeah, I'm wondering if he... I, I like, don't know, like, like, he must be dead. If if this was a season one episode, Nightman would have like flown him up and just like fucking dropped him onto the pavement <laughs> below to make sure he was fucking dead. Right. This one left it kind of ambiguous, but we're not completely sure because season two nightman he doesn't murder as freely as season one did because bryani and the uh, cops are now mad at him for his vigilante shit he even has to apologize to her for fucking murdering the killer guy at the end of this episode yeah you can't just turn people into piles of dust anymore (laughs) i missed that that was such a great thing similar times Still, like, one of the funniest things. Okay, so anyway, Variety is, like, right up in there, like, looking looking Johnny Domino as Nightman, like, just, like, inches away, and still does not recognize that that's Johnny Domino, and comes back in the club pissed at Johnny for not helping. It's like, I was trying yeah. to give you signs. The date's over, and it's a bummer. So, she gets, so, Keys tells her, or Kane, when he's asked Keys, he tells her, you have to play this off as if like we are actually partners and we work together and don't let anything slip or else I'm going to kill everyone in there. He he threatens everyone in there. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll do that. So she goes and tells Johnny, she's like, oh, this is my partner Keys. Uh, he needs me for this big uh, assignment. We're going to go now. He's going to drive me. Everything is totally cool. Also, I forgot that one thing about that story I told you just seconds ago, wink, wink, about the keys and why I became the cop because I got choked by that one time in the non-sexy kind of way, wink, wink. But, like, what was unarmed, simple jazz musician Johnny Domino supposed to do against armed murderer King? Like, I don't understand why the fuck she's being such a cunt and getting so pissed at him for not being the one to rescue her at the end. Yeah. That was fucking stupid of her. That's true. I mean, he does have his does have his sax, so you can just hit him with that or something. I don't know, but yeah, she was like unreasonably pissed. It's like, why didn't you put yourself in mortal danger to save me? Why Such didn't an you asshole. offer up the lives of every single bystander in this venue? Yeah, yeah start that was a fist weird. fight with this armed man here, and then she doesn't even recognize him. Like Johnny should be pissed at her. Like you don't even recognize. Like, we talked on the phone for me as Nightman using my normal voice, and you don't recognize my voice. You don't recognize, like, me when I'm inches away. And, like, so you can see, like, my chin. You don't recognize the chin and the eyes or anything. Like, it's not totally covered, his face. And it's not disguising his voice. Like, it should really be obvious at that point. It's like they they were, like, so close to each other. You should be able to, like, smell that he just smells identical to Johnny Domino. Like... It shouldn't be that hard, but yeah, she really it's, fucked up. They have to be building up to something where she finds out, like, she has to find out at some point here, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think she's going can't to. can't keep I, missing I this. She, I don't think she's capable of finding out. She's, I don't think she'll, like, it. you really couldn't have implied it any harder than this episode. So I, I, I don't know what more she can do short of, like, I mean, she saw the video of, Johnny Domino getting being unmasked or whatever. And even if it's like a fake, it's like the idea is still there. I can't believe she's not seeing this. 
like all these clues. It's like, it's so obvious. She's never going to get that Johnny Domino dick. She blew it for herself here. Yeah, she did. All right. Anything else? I like that because he's going out on a big date. He's wearing a long sleeve, plain white t-shirt and dress slacks instead of any of his typical uniform or costumes or outfits, which are like plain white t-shirt and cool leather jacket. Oh, he didn't have the night jacket because he left it in the locker at the fucking roller rink. That's right. That's why. Ah. That answers my question. Never mind. Cool. That solves it. So he never got it back. He did get the car back, though, so. Wait. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That was at the exact same place. Okay, never mind. Fuck. So where's his jacket? Where's his nightman jacket? Yeah, the night jacket and the night glasses. Plot holes. All right. Is that it? Yeah. Amazing episode. Very, yeah, I, I was really amused by this. It's like top to bottom, great episode. New Raleigh. He's really, he's coming around. I respect yeah, he's him. he's won me over. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Who else could turn a tax audit into a sexual experience? So that's been our Giraffe Smith special. What do you want to do when we come back from Giraffe Smith's break? Is there a Giraffe Smith's break? Yeah, until next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I picked this thing called Marvel Milestones, Blade, Man-Thing, and Satana. Okay. I like Blade a lot. There's a lot of sexual I... tension between me and Blade in that game right now. After we talked about him, I wanted to find a Blade book or something with Blade in it. Cool. This one has him and man thing, so cool. Awesome. Um, I'm going to bring in Fantastic Four Life Story, because I think this is going to be the closest thing to old man thing we're ever going to get. So I'm hoping to see uh, how cool he is as an old man. All right, and obviously more Nightman. I didn't know the thing aged. Well, we're going to find out what happens. It's like that Spider-Man one, the life story, where it's oh, kind of like, okay. like, what if he just kept aging since he was created in the 60s or whatever. So it's kind of like that. So follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I'm at Deastry the God. Giraffes HPT Pod on Facebook and Twitter. SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir for the music. And Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. Uh, Mary Giraffe Smiths. Very Jurassic indeed. Bye. that uh that game's pretty fun it's like it's growing on me you have to like plan birthday parties for magic and stuff surprise party you have to get everyone to get on board it's a fun game okay so you have to get everyone on board in agreement on the same present or you have to get everyone on board well you have to like agreeing to get someone a present just for their birthday well, you have to get like people on board to uh, join the party, 
Um, you got to get like uh, you're trying to get Blade to do the decorations, but he won't do it. So you have to get Spider-Man to do it instead because Blade is like, nah, magic will hate this party. I'm not going to help plan it. Um, even though we're like best friends, he wouldn't help me. And uh, you got to get someone to get the gift or whatever and all this shit. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's all this all that kind of stuff. Hmm. But Magic's kind of a cunt, too. So it's like, oh, do you tell Magic for, like, more friendship things? It's like, no, nah, she's being a cunt. Fuck her. She's going to get a surprise party. Fuck you, Magic. Always being a bitch. I do like that Magic is in her, though. She's one of my favorites. She's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. She can be best friends with Magic if you want. So I'll like they, they have these... I fish with her? If Blade will not fish know. with me? Maybe. Like magic to to gain friendship with magic when you're talking like for when you're talking to people, it's not just about like saying like the good or evil thing. It's about saying the thing that they like hearing. So like with magic, you just just use just pick the the dark options every time, and then she'll like that. She hates everything because oh, she, she's a cunt. Because she's a gothy e girl. Yeah, right. She's a gothy girl. So that's kind of the the trick with her. Just dark across the board you know you don't have to think about it she'll like that yeah always pick the gloom right but at first i was trying to say the nice things to her and then she's like gets all pissed off at me so she's a cunt but now i know just like yeah just say the dark thing to be edgy <laughs> yeah edge lord, you know right that's what she wants to hear fuck yeah it is yeah found wolverine as well that's that's fun He's there and Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. It's like to make his friendship go up. It's like, yeah, just whenever it says like soldier, it's like, yeah, just say that. Just America. So, fuck yeah. Yeah, whatever. Let's <laughs> make our friendship go up. <laughs> say like death to America. He'll like that one. It's <laughs> like 9 11 was an inside job, Captain America. He's going to be pissed at that. <laughs> He probably doesn't know what it is, right? Because he was frozen. Uh, <laughs> was he frozen during 9-11? I'm pretty sure you can find some old Captain America books probably about that shit. <laughs> yeah. Depends on when he when the storyline started and the particular book you're reading, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Could be really any time. Just, just recite like any fucking uh, Toby Keith country music lyrics to him. Yeah. Like, yeah, never forget. These colors don't run. Right. And that'll win him over. I love that shit. All right. Um, better stop it there. I have to pick something up from Ikea. Ooh. I know. Those cunts, they're like, I buy it online for pickup, and then I get an email like, okay, we're holding it until five. It's like, oh, fuck you. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, like, hold it until I get That's there. Shitty. Fuck you. I already yeah, like, paid for it online. What the fuck are you talking about? So give me the stupid mirror that it somehow takes you like two months to restock on. What the fuck? I've heard I've heard good things about this IKEA that's down there in Columbus. Like every IKEA, like there's hot dogs you can get there. There's hot dogs for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Every IKEA in the entire world is exactly the same. Like if there's no difference between the IKEA here and the one in Wuhan, like they they look exactly the same, and they have like the exact same stuff too. So it's I mean just IKEA everywhere is good. Doesn't matter which one you I've go. I've never to. been. Yeah, it's fun. Just buy a bunch of cool furniture. They have like cheap kitchenware, which kind of sucks, but you know, it's cheap. Good That's glasses. Nice. Yeah. You got to, if you want to get new furniture, it's fun. 
I saw some documentary like not that long ago about like how Ikea makes shitty furniture and stuff and how it like uh, dressers will tip over and kill kids and stuff. <laughs> so you should really, <laughs> so it's even better than I thought, right? Like, Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs>